Yudtet Kislev Taf Shin Ayin Zayin coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh, 
God Elbaz. Hashem Melech opens things up here on this week's edition of the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Welcome one and all to the Nachum Siegel Network. We are here each and every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, 9 a.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Israel time, around the world, wherever you are, whatever time it is, we welcome you all in, and we're so thankful that you are listening. You can listen, of course, whenever you want. You don't have to be like right near your app, or you might be working at this hour in the on the East Coast. You might be asleep at this hour on the West Coast or davening. Who knows what time it is in Australia? I don't remember, but we have listeners there. So you can listen whenever you want by going to the Nahum Siegel Network app and um, downloading the archive of the show, and you can listen. You can download it when you're on Wi-Fi in your house or your office, and then listen to it whenever you want without using any data on your phone plan. That's cool. Or you can go to the website, NachumSiegel.com, and go to the archives and click on it and listen to it on your computer. Whichever way works for you, we're thankful that you are all doing it. Um, We have a great show planned. We'll update you on Amona. It's actually, I believe, a good update. We shall uh, we shall see, and we will spend a nice amount of time today. We're living fifty years ago, the Nobel Literature Prize awarded to Shai Agnon. I believe it was no, not I believe it was the first Nobel Prize that was uh, awarded to an Israeli. Since then, I believe there have been ten. Nobel Prizes. So over 50 years, that's pretty good, average of two a year. Um, We will share with you the sounds of that day, that Motzei Shabbat in Stockholm, when this Jew from Eastern Europe got up on stage and spoke as a proud Jew, quoting from Gemarot and Halachot and Chazal and it is it's and it's so beautiful look he's a writer <laughs> he got he got an award for you know those weren't the days when bob dylan gets an award for literature this he was a real writer and he did amazing stuff um i must say i read some of his uh writings and they are just beautiful masterpieces masterpieces so we'll we'll touch on that and if we have time we'll do other things and we'll bring you lots of music we'll go go to a uh, relatively new israeli music star on the horizon, Hanan Ben Ari, and uh, his song, Mimcha Ad Eilai, talking about um, his relationship, actually, with God, which is uh, quite interesting. And it's a great melody as well. Here it is for you on The Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you <laughs> 
Hanan Ben Ari, I was ready for that un, unusual, prompt, or quick ending. Hanan Ben Ari with Mimcha Adelai, popular song from a very popular artist, a young um, Kipastruga wearing a musician who uh, another, another song of his made it to the top of the uh, Galait Sahal charts for, for Tufshin Ayin Zayin, believe it or not. Um, Tutim is the other one and he's, uh, he's one of those names of the uh, artists that are observant and are making a dent in Israeli music through crossing borders whether they are secular or, or Dati and so forth another one of course is Yishai Rebo who we've been watching carefully and a few others and if you stay tuned to the Israel show, you'll hear all of them. You'll hear them all and you'll understand what's new and exciting in Israeli music and how it, it is a reflection of Israeli society as well, which I think is, is becoming more a, a, a more believing society and a, a more connected to the one above. Um, Amona, we discussed at length last week. And as we left last week, it seemed that there was no other way than the fact, there was no other way than Amona being dismantled, the people being expelled. There was growing tension as a clearly 
the two sides were getting ready for a fight. Hundreds and hundreds of young Jews were making their way up to the mountain. Amon is on, on top of a mountain in the Shomron, right near Ofra, in the area north of Yerushalayim. And the army and the police were getting ready as well. Don't forget that in 2006, I believe it was, there was a partial expulsion from certain areas in Amona. At that point, the police were extremely violent, way more than necessary. And the pictures from that interaction are really etched in the minds of so many Israelis as a horrible situation. And everybody wanted to avoid it, and it's easy to avoid. At that time, Ehud Olmert was prime minister. We don't know what um, orders came from on high, and in, this current government is obviously much more sympathetic to the people of Amona, and the hopes were it wouldn't be as violent. And and the, the, the residents of Amona themselves said... We, uh, the army is us, the police is us, we are all one nation, and we will not be violent. It will be passive resistance. The good news is that on Motzei Shabbat, there was a decision reached by the government. It was then given over to the residents of Amona for approval, and they did approve it, unlike the previous deal, which they did not. Now, it's not a done deal yet, because there need to be certain... Um, certain provisions that are in the hands of the Israeli Supreme Court. What is the deal? The deal says that 24 of the approximately 50 families, so about half of the 50 families, will be provided with immediate, like within a month, immediate housing in the area. They're not going to be sent to somewhere else. And the additional families, for the additional families, they will find a quick solution. And, there, and, and the government allotted a very large chunk of, of uh, budget for the development of the area that they are going to be moved to in Amona. And ultimately, the promise is they will stay in that area. They will stay on that mountaintop, which is what they want. What does this depend on? It depends on the Israeli Supreme Court. And by the way, the residents of Amona on Sunday accepted that deal. Unlike the deal that they rejected on Thursday night, which had a lot of flaws, they stood their ground. You know what? They, uh, they're they good negotiators. Maybe they read Trump's Art of the Deal or something. They uh, stood their ground in a very positive way, I think in a very respectable way. And they got a better deal than what was offered to them and then another better deal. And they're doing it not for their own benefit, by the way. They live simple lives. There's no luxury happening here. Nobody's uh, vying for a fancy car or anything or a fancy house for that matter. These are people that believe strongly in the importance of our connection to Eretz Israel and that particular mountain which uh, has significance geographically, strategically, historically, and so forth. The whole thing depends on the ability of the high court or the willingness of the high court to say um, that the government can wait for another month before they have to uh, remove the residents from their current homes. Why do they need this month? They need the month in order to build the, uh, 
well, to create, it's usually caravans that they bring in, but to create the infrastructure and so forth and a new section for these 25 families, 24 families to go to live in. They can't do that immediately. The high court, if you remember, set December 25th as the um, Sunday, December 25th, uh, by the way, the first light of Hanukkah, how ironic, as the day by which the area that they're in now has to be evacuated, expelled, the people have to be expelled, and the houses have to be destroyed. Of course, it was all based on on a lie, on facts that were revealed later to be untrue. The court, and more importantly, the government that came to the court to answer the side that was, uh, that was, that was uh, um, for expelling Amona didn't do their homework. They didn't check. And it was only revealed later that it can't be said that these people went, stole land away from Arabs and set up a little town or a little neighborhood. It's not true. The Arabs didn't even know that they had land there. The land that they have there is minuscule. It's tiny. They don't even know exactly where it is. And yet the court, in its zeal, in its zealousness, to be super-duper, I don't know, careful about international law, their concern about Israel being sued in the international court in The Hague, the, the Supreme Court ruled... Like Beit Shammai, not like Beit Hillel, let's put it that way. Okay, so that's where we're at. Also, by the way, and, and they've been so trying so hard to get this postponed till after January the 20th because the government of Israel, Netanyahu, especially Prime Minister Netanyahu, know that dealing with a Trump administration will be so much easier than dealing with an Obama administration. And because of the last eight years of the Obama administration, Israel really did not do any new, didn't, didn't create new Hityashvuyot, new towns and cities in Yehudan Shamron. And the expansion of current towns and villages was minimal because of the pressure of the Obama administration. In the words of uh, an Obama administration official from Eight years ago, not one brick. And so it was very difficult. Now, hopefully, things will be better. Surely the ambassador (laughs) has anything to say about it. The uh, American ambassador, who was appointed by by Donald Trump, Mr. Friedman, who is a tremendous friend of the State of Israel and of the Hit Yashvut in Yehudan Shamron, so uh, he will be secretary, uh, he will be the, not secretary of state, he will be the ambassador to Israel and hopefully things will look a little different. We'll see what happens, we'll keep you updated. Coming up after this song, we will um, take a trip down memory lane 50 years ago, December 1966, Shai Agnon, an Orthodox Jew, born in Eastern Europe, living in Israel, wins the Nobel Prize for Literature, And he gets up and he makes a most amazing speech. And we'll bring you audio of that speech and share with you. I tell you, get ready. It's goosebumps. It's goosebump territory. (laughs) Before that, Rami Kleinstein. This uh, has become an immediate classic. Matanot Tanot. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Kleinstein, Matanot Ketanot, as I said, has become a, uh, an instant classic in Israel. Let's just share some of the words with you. They're so beautiful. The song is about small gifts, the small precious moments of life that we get as a gift from God. It talks about Friday, the beauty of the Friday, the beauty of the sun going down, 
the table that is set for Shabbat. Shayarot levanot chozrot mi bet knesset. Caravans, well, I would say white caravans returning from shul, meaning you see little groups of people dressed in white, white kippot, white white uh, shirts, caravans, white caravans returning from shul. El osher katan, el otosher yashan, to that same old song and the little bit of, of joy, of, of happiness, that passes through our people throughout the generations. And then you might have heard also a beautiful rendition in the background uh, towards the end of the song of the Kiddush. Very, very, it's a moving song. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Shon, the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for making us a part of your week. Um, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. We post every week links to the YouTube videos of all the songs that we play during the show and links to articles we speak about or interesting items. We, we don't bombard you with lots of stuff. If there's stuff that everybody else is talking about, you won't find it on our page. We're going to try and share with you, or we we try to share with you, only things that we believe you've heard here first or um, you will not hear anywhere else, period. So uh, why don't you join us? Um, Take a look, give us a listen, and give us a like. It's important that we get a lot of likes on the Facebook page. That's the way Facebook works. The more people are involved, the more people interact, um, the more people see it. It's a weird system, but that's the way they work. And we have two new likes this week. We thank um, Michelle, Wissam, Menachem, Yechiel. Thank you all for liking the page. We're up to 410. Keep going. Next next goal is 500. Facebook.com slash to Israel Show. Tell your friends all about it. So, as we said, as we prompted or promoted or promoted <laughs> 50 years ago, December of 1966, Shmuel Yosef Halevi Chachkis, that was the name he was born with, believe it or not, later Agnon, was born, he was born, I should I should mention this, this was not 1966. He was born in 1887 in Buchach which is uh, in Eastern Europe, I believe it's in Poland, made Aliyah at the age of 37. He was an observant Jew, and anyone who reads his writings can see how conversant he was in all of the, I mean, really the wide range of Jewish sources from Tanakh to Chazal to Talmud to Medrash. It's amazing, and he, he fits all of those as a beautiful puzzle to create the picture that is his uh, work, his body of work from his life, the stories, his 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 general gist, I guess, of of, of style was to try in some way to to reflect the life in Eastern Europe, the life in the shtetl, and a lot of his works really focus on that, and also life for those from the shtetl that come to live in Israel and how the modern life in Israel is affected by the shtetl mentality that comes with the people. It's a fascinating, fascinating read. It's, it's, I dare say that any translation of Agnon doesn't do it justice. The, the beauty of Agnon 
is the language, I think. So in 1966, he gets the Nobel Prize for Literature. The ceremony, as always, is on Motzei Shabbat. He's an Orthodox Jew. Stories abound about how he needed to arrange to be in a hotel nearby, how he shaved in the car going over. The second Shabbat was out, and the car driving over to the to the uh, hall. And um, Agnon gets up to accept his award and makes a speech for the ages, if you ask me. It's not well-known enough, really not well-known enough. So we're going to share with you audio clips of the speech. I will also tell you, if, if you have a 50 shekel bill, an older 50 shekel bill, not the brand new ones, the one that features Agnon on the bill, so on the, uh, the front part of the bill is uh, Agnon holding a pen, his, head to, his hand to his forehead, wearing a big kippah, and um, the back of the bill is uh, the shtetl, and then around the shtetl, the, uh, the city, the current, the, the modern city of Yerushalayim. Embedded in the front part of the bill is a piece, a section of the speech that he gave. I know it sounds crazy, but yeah, that is it. So if you want, you can look at a very care. You might need a magnifying glass to see it. So imagine this, if you've ever seen pictures of this amazing ceremony, the, the richness, the lavishness of the ceremony, of the hall, this huge orchestra, everybody wearing tuxedos, the finest chandeliers, the finest of everything in Stockholm, Sweden. And let's just say this little in stature Jew gets up and starts speaking in Hebrew, knowing that very few people actually understand it, but that's his point. He wants to speak in Hebrew. He writes in Hebrew. He is imbibing in the holy language. And so even though later he allows someone else to read the English translation and a longer speech, he makes a point of saying the following things in Hebrew. He starts off by saying that Chazal, Raboteinu zichornam livracha amru, he doesn't quote the source here, but the source is in, he's quoting a Gemara in Brachot, Daf Lamed Hei Yamed Aleph. Asur lo le'adam le'hanot ba'olam hazeh below bracha. One is not allowed to have any enjoyment, any pleasure in this world. If you eat something, you drink something, tzarich levarech aleihem, he says, tchilav asof, before and after. If you smell something, there's a bracha. If you see certain things, there's a bracha. And he mentions the bracha that we say on the Ilanot during Chodesh Nisan. And then he says, in the same way, there are brachot that we make on hearing certain things. He says that one of those brachot that one makes upon hearing something, I had the opportunity to make because of you. The Swedish attaché in Israel came to advise him that he won the Nobel Prize. Don't forget, it's not just the honor, there's a lot of money involved. And he says, I, I made the blessing with God's name, f- a full blessing. If something good happens to you, you make a Shechianu, right? And one might assume that he would have made a Shechianu. No, but when it's something that benefits you and others, the bracha you make is Baruch HaTov and that's what he says, I made. So 
First, let's hear let's hear the little you know the different pieces as uh, as he says them. Now, I I will warn you that Agnon was a great writer, but not an amazing orator. He would never have won the Nobel Prize in oratory. Still, it's a, it's it's a classic, so you have to hear it. But he's talking with an Eastern European kind of accent, mispronouncing Milleran, Miller at times, and so forth. So here's the beginning about Rabotenu Zichonam Livracha Amru. I mean, you, you follow how amazing this is? He's standing there, just picture this Nobel ceremony, and he's reading from the Gemara and Brachot and teaching them how we have to make Brachot. And then he discusses, as we said, that you, there are certain brachot that you make when you hear things. And he continues in Masechet Brachot, you could say. He says that there's also a bracha that one makes, and one doesn't really get to, to do this too often. When you see a king, Haro'em Melech, and there are specific limitations to this, it's not any king or any leader. It's someone who has the ability to uh, decree life and death. And there's a bracha for that. And he says, now that I've come all this way, and he sees the king of, of uh, what is it, um, Sweden, I guess. He says, and, and you hear him make the bracha right there and then, b'shemu malchut, shenatan michvodo lemelech basar vadam. Here is the continuation of uh, Agnon at the Nobel Prize ceremony. I don't know, that gives me goosebumps. <laughs> it just does. It just gives me goosebumps. Okay, so that was his introduction. His introduction was that he's going to make all these brachot. Then he quotes the Gemara in Sanhedrin Chaf Gimel Amad Aleph. It says that the wise men of Yerushalayim wouldn't sit down to eat with somebody unless they knew who he was. They knew something about him. And then Agnon continues, and being that I'm sitting down, they, this, is, this reception is a meal, and because I'm sitting down with you, based on that, I'm going to introduce myself to you because we're sitting to eat together. Here's that little clip. I love just that 
<laughs> he's quoting it and he's reading, like I said, Mil Milaram, Shinichnastem Imi Bisuda. He says, Nichnastem Imi Bisuda. It's so cool. And now I think we get to the best part of this um of this speech. He says, I'm gonna right, he said, I'm gonna tell you a little bit about who I am. I want you to know who I am. What's the first thing you would usually say about who you are? I was born in this in this country, I was raised here, there, whatever. So he says He's, he, in essence, he's saying, then we'll put it into words. In essence, he's saying, look, I was born in Yerushalayim, but there's a little problem with that. The problem is that the Jewish people were expelled from Jerusalem 2,000 years ago by, by Rome, by Titus, the, the emperor of Rome. And so, although I, I feel like I was born in Yerushalayim, I believe that I should be born in Yerushalayim, but because of that catastrophe that was brought upon the Jewish people, I ended up being born in one of the little towns of the diaspora. But my whole life, I always imagined, I saw myself as if I was born in Yerushalayim. It's an amazing way for a Jew to think. I really was born in Jerusalem. It's as if I was born in Jerusalem. But what can I do? There was a catastrophe that came upon the Jewish people, and we were thrown out. Here's this clip. It starts with, Mitoch katastrofa historit shehechriv titus melech romi et Yerushalayim. So that's the first part of his introduction. Oh, it's so beautiful. And then he says something really cool. He says, when I sleep, I dream, I see myself standing in the Beit HaMikdash with my brothers, the Levites. He's, he, he was a Levi. And I'm singing with them the songs of David HaMelech, music that the human ear has not heard since the destruction of our city. But realizing that he has a really bad voice, he says, I suspect that the angels who are in charge of song were afraid that when I wake up, I will sing that which I was singing in my dream. These angels made sure that when I'm awake, I would forget that which I sang in my dream at night because people would not be able to stand the sound of my voice. They would be, they would be su- such suffering from my voice. But he says, in order to, to comfort me, that I can't sing with my mouth, they gave me that is a Kaddish Baruch Hu. He said, talks about the Malachim, but he means God gave me the ability to sing through my writing. So we're gonna we're gonna play that clip for you, starting with Bachalom Bechazon Laila, Shai Agnon. Bachalom Bechazon Laila, Raiti Etatzmi Omeit Im Echai Halaviim Beveit Hamikdash Kishani Shar Imahem Shirei David Melach Yisrael. So 
שאם היו אחי בני עמי שומעים לא היו יכולים לעמוד בצערם מחמת אותה הטובה שעבדה להם. כדי לפייס אותי על שנטלו ממני להשיע בפי נתנו לי לעשות שירים בכתב. And that's true. God gave him the blessing to be able to sing in writing. And one last clip, which I thought was interesting. After the introduction, he just said another few sentences in Hebrew, and then he said, I'm not going to take more of your time, so I will allow them to read the rest of the speech in English, actually the entire speech in English. A representative of the Nobel Committee got up in the beautiful English voice, <laughs> which is such a contrast to... Uh, Agnon read the speech, and I, just this little clip, this 20 seconds in which he translates Agnon making the bracha, it is, it just spoke very much to me. And now that I've come so far, I will recite one blessing more as enjoined upon him who beholds a monarch. Blessed art thou, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, Oh, the proper British accent. Wow. 50 years ago, December 1966, we will post the entire text of the speech, both in Hebrew and in English, on our Facebook page, and a link to the audio so that uh, you can hopefully listen to it and enjoy it for yourself. It is just... Breathtakingly beautiful. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
We love Udi Davidi. That's uh, Yom Shabbaton off his album Ruchot Tovot. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. What an amazing organization it is. Nefesh Benefesh provides a limb with needs-based financial aid, with employment resources, assistance with governmental absorption, community-based guidance and support. They are so involved in so many different aspects of Aliyah, and they make each individual's Aliyah as successful as possible. I think about what we just heard Agnon saying at the Nobel Prize. didn't matter where he was born. He always considered himself a child a son of the city of Yerushalayim. And only because we were expelled 2,000 years ago was he, did he end up being born somewhere else. Today, we don't have to think about it that way. We can be the son of Jerusalem, as can our children, and we do so by going to Israel, something that for 2,000 years, our forefathers didn't have the uh, easy opportunity to do. Nefesh Benefesh has really made Aliyah in. They've made it so much easier. It's not an easy process. It's not an easy concept of leaving the place that you've born, the language that you know, and moving to, to another country, but you're not moving to a foreign country. You're moving homes. Take a look at their website, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il for uh, all the information about what Nefesh Benefesh can do for you. Even if you're not planning Aliyah tomorrow, doesn't matter. Take a look at their website. Lots of interesting stuff. This Israel Show is proud, very proud, to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh. Uh, before we close out, uh, here's a story that um, was reported. I believe this came out uh, what's on Friday, maybe. Yeah. This is an AP report. You've heard, I hope, of Shurat Hadin Israel Law Center. This is an organization that uses the law to fight terrorism. And they have won many lawsuits in the United States where they sued countries and entities that support terror. They sued on behalf of the victims of terror. In fact, there is one such case right now going on in the United States where the um, Racheli um, uh, Frankel, the mother, one of the three mothers of the boys that were kidnapped and murdered, she is suing, I believe they're suing the government of Iran because they are behind and support Hamas. And they've won multi-million dollar lawsuits. The problem is getting the money afterwards. So they are filing now in the northern district of the Illinois court. They're seeking a lien against Boeing because Boeing made a deal, a $16.6 billion deal with Iran Air. So Shurat Hadin says, well, Iran owes a lot of money to the victims of terror, and that's money that was uh, awarded by courts in the United States. So they're 
trying to get some of that money. Quote from the uh, director, Nitsana Darshan Leitner, if Boeing thinks it will simply sell to Iran Air, which is 60% owned by the Iranian government, and pretend it's providing some sort of humanitarian civil, civilian aid to a non-governmental entity, we will reveal the truth. And Boeing did not immediately respond. She claims that they have um, 10 rulings which has ordered Iran to pay victims $2 billion in compensation. And ju- thus far, she's been able to collect only about $200 million in seized Iranian bank accounts uh, and Iranian assets on uh, American soil. So we wish her luck. She's doing amazing stuff. Shurat Hadin, you can look them up. You can Google them. You can donate to them if you like. Shurat Hadin Israel Law Center. What are we going to end off with? All right, we'll end off. Uh, we'll end off with something. We'll end off with Eretz Tova, Eti Levi, a beautiful song, also very much based on sources from the Torah. But before we uh, share that beautiful song with you, thank you. We will say thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all your Facebook likes, your comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network, and my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, the uh, beginning, the first hour of the Monday Music Marathon, followed by headlines with David Lichtenstein, and then the rest of the great Monday Music Marathon takes you through the day. Stay tuned to the Nachum Siegel network throughout. Until next time we meet, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. Let's take a look at the sea on
Thank you. 